You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, March the 8th, 2019, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. As usual, I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and as usual, we're joined by Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, kind of a boring week, but boy, we're blasting today, and it's all looking good, so lots to chat about. That is for certain. Yeah, after the week we had last week, it's nice to see things turning back higher, and you would expect that after, again, after what we went through last week. Uh, before we get started, I always like to point out some of the special things happening at Sprott Money. And uh, this week, we want to talk again about our storage, our metal storage program. If you open a storage account with Sprott Money, where you can store and secure your precious metals, uh, you can store them in any one of our six global locations. All you got to do is sign up for Sprott Money International Storage, and you'll also receive exclusive deals from Sprott Money. So just go to SprottMoney.com, or of course, you can call us at 888 Eight six one zero seven seven five. Eric, let's start with the news of the day, which is the U.S. unemployment report. Uh, after a couple of months that kind of surprised everybody for January and February, well, we got a surprise today. All those people on CNBC this morning were talking about two hundred thousand plus jobs, and it came in at twenty. <laughs> and so that's uh, that's about a ten, ten times less than what everybody was expecting. That's helping uh, push the metal prices higher this morning. What do you think? Well, first of all, Craig, what I think about the labor statistics is they're, they're a bit of a joke at the best of times. I never believe the 300 when they said it was 300, and I probably don't believe the 20 when they say it's 20. I mean, it's such a convoluted calculation. Uh, but obviously, there's economic signs that things are quickly cooling down in the U.S., uh, whether it's home sales or car sales or uh, various uh, retail indications, car loadings, truck orders, uh, durable goods orders. I mean, there's lots of signs of slight. And then, of course, the worst part is that we're sort of seeing almost a synchronized global decline here. And uh, we got today, for example, uh, Chinese uh, export orders in February down 20%. That's hard to do, actually, down 20%. Their imports were down 5 uh, German industrial production was down 2.6, uh, so which is a pretty drastic uh, decline for Germany. So there's lots of signs that uh, the international market's cooling out. Of course, we're all subject to each other, right? I mean, the international is subject to the American economy, our American economy is subject to the international economy. So there's lots of signs of uh, concern out there economically. You're making me uh, recall about a month ago, Janet Yellen suddenly appeared on CNBC. And after proclaiming we would never see another financial crisis in her lifetime, uh, you might remember seeing that. She said that if the EU were to slow down, uh, that might lead to rate cuts here. Well, guess what? What did we hear from Draghi yesterday? The EU is slowing down, and they're on the verge of restarting their QE programs. And it's interesting. Well, of course, they've announced they're going to restart them, which was pretty quick, right? I mean, yeah. they never got off them, really. And, it, and now they're restarting again. They never shrank their balance sheet, you know, one dollar or one euro. Uh, and obviously, they could foresee uh, what was happening economically. And they just knew, and certainly based on the uh, U.S. experience, that the central bank was tightening into a uh, weakening economy. The stock market could be uh, subject to uh, tremendous duress here. So they didn't waste any time in turning chicken. And say, well, I guess we'll print more money. And you know what? It's it's worth thinking about 
that this funny situation we have ourselves in here in the world where everyone's solution to economic weakness is printing money. The Chinese did it in January. The ECB did it. Obviously, uh, the Fed has uh, changed their strategy here. And, you know, it's, it's something that will have unintended consequences. You just can't print money to solve problems. Yeah, you can hand a guy a bunch of money and go and buy something. But ultimately, the debt that everyone has to repay is going higher. And who's going to pay it? And if your economy doesn't grow and your your outstanding liabilities grow, your interest costs are rising. And I noticed even when the U.S. announced their deficit, which was atrocious, it was atrocious. It was up by 77%, I think, for the first four months of the year, 77% higher budget deficit, uh, that the interest charges were starting to be a very, very large factor. Yep. Uh, the, the funny thing about the U.S. deficit, the estimate by the Congressional Budget Office would be that the deficit would, would go up by a I think it was 118 billion this year. In the first four months, it's up by 135. Yeah. So I think you know they're going to be wrong. Of course, they're always under underestimating what's going to happen. So yeah, we got economic weakness almost inter totally internationally here, and it's not good. And uh, uh, we see we're going to see strains on the stock market. I want to touch upon price for just a second because we had such a terrible week uh, last week with prices just getting bombed backward. It, it appears to be just another one of those uh, wash and rinse cycles of the speculators on the COMEX. Well, finally today, Eric, after not getting a, a commitment of traders report released in the usual 74 hours delayed <laughs> program, uh, we'll finally get one today for the first time since the middle of December. So it's been almost 90 days since we've gotten up to date, if you want to call it that current information. So we're, we're seeing price just do its normal, you know, three steps forward, two steps back. But then additionally, Eric, I want to ask you about this. Since Powell came out uh, at the end of January at the most recent Fed meeting and put all future rate hikes on hold and started talking about every tool in the toolbox again and all that kind of stuff, the GLD has been rated for 56 metric tons. You would think all these fundamental positive things for gold. The GLD inventory be going up, but it's going the other way. What do you make of all these uh, current happenings in the gold market? Well, you know, it's to be expected. I, I actually think there's a shortage of physical gold, as, for example, you and I have talked about palladium a lot, okay? And there's a shortage of physical palladium. And I thought it might spill into the other metals, particularly silver. Um, but when you see that happening, when you see all these um, financial experts say, yeah, we think gold's good, yeah, we're going to buy gold, yeah, we are buying gold, and meanwhile, the GLD has a decline of 50-odd tons. I think people are raiding the GLD to provide gold against COMEX contracts. You and I both know that the outstanding contracts are always like, whatever, 100 times larger than the available supply. And, of course, there's no supply at the COMEX. So whenever a guy has to make a delivery, where do you get the gold? Because there's none in COMEX. So the guy has he'll go and buy GLD shares and redeem them and get the gold. So I think it's a very, very powerful sign that there is a shortage of gold. Uh, one might say, well, how come uh, gold went down for six weeks? Well, you know what? Gold was down for six weeks because they decide that gold's going down for six weeks. And I think I mentioned a few weeks back, you know, they changed the narrative. Oh, we're seeing signs of strength and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. That's a good, good reason to bomb gold. Well, now, of course, now that there are no signs of strength, uh, they've lost that excuse. But you know what? 
they've mission accomplished, right? They've right. Uh, they got gold down and they covered it short, and away we go. So yeah, and, that's and where we are. And for everybody out there, when you mention some guy, that some guy works for a bank because uh, the only institutions that are available that are it's even possible to take gold out of the GLD are what they call the authorized participants, which are all just these the same bullion banks that operate in New York and exactly. London. Not exactly. you and I, not like yeah. some regular Joe. It has to be a, a, a bullion bank to be able to do no. it. Uh, Eric, yeah. at the same time, yeah. the Chinese seem to be on the physical bid. Uh, we got news this week that they, you know, they're publicly announcing physical acquisitions again, another 12 metric tons in February. Um, it's interesting that they're doing it. It's also interesting that they're publicly announcing it again. What do you make of that? Well, I think it's part of the strategy uh, to sort of port the U.S. hegemony. And uh, I, I think it's a, like one of the most powerful signals that we could have had. And I, I noticed the first time they reported, and I'm happy to see that they reported again at three months in a row. You know, we're averaging out maybe 140-odd tons, which of mine supply, it's about 5% of mine supply. It's good to see them in there. Of course, the Russians keep buying. Lots of other central banks keep buying. Uh, other banks are asking for their central banks are asking for their gold back. So it's just uh, it's at one more positive sign uh, in the gold market. Uh, and... You know, given the given the uh, end of uh, the operation to, to steal money from everybody, one should honestly expect that the price of gold should go back up here. And of course, we're having a pretty hot day here today, and of course, the day is hot because what was described as almost a crash in China, where the Shanghai yeah. market was down 4.4 percent, Japan was down two. Of course, the jobs number was lousy. And all of a sudden, you know, we're going to go back to, oh, well, maybe there's a problem here. And maybe I don't want to own stocks. And, well, what can I own? And, of course, today they're definitely going to bonds here. Uh, but, obviously, today they're they're back in stocks. And I presume when we see the COT report tonight, we'll all find out that the commercials covered their short position. So here we go again. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing, too, coming out of last year was a tremendous outperformance through the fourth quarter of the mining shares versus the overall market. And on a microcosm of that, you're going to see that again today, obviously. The shares will be up with the S&P being down. Uh, the shares still in an uptrend, if you measure it, if you look at the GDX or the HUI. Uh, there are a number of shares that I know you follow. So it looks like sentiment is good, and, and you may have some uh, some updates on a couple of companies that you watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will. Uh, a couple of comments. Uh, first of all, I want to say a couple of things about the stock market, because there have been some signs that the stock market was rolling over. And those signs included the transports rolling, the Russell rolling, investment grade yields going up. Uh, there's some thought that the uh, technical funds, when the S&P gets below a 27.18, it's about 27.34 as we speak. So another one at 1% or 0.6 or 1%, uh, that they got to go from 100% uh, long to uh, thinking about going short again, and of course that's why you get these dramatic changes in the market uh, because of these funds. They just have no patience for anything. Right? It's either full on in or full on out. So that's uh, that we have to watch for. Uh, in terms of stocks, there's I wanted to talk about two stocks. Uh, one is uh, Amex Exploration. It's a very small company, uh, but they've had some pretty exciting uh, drilling in the Abitibi region of Quebec. Very, very, very high grade, like three to five ounce intersections. They're over narrow widths, like uh, one to two meters. 
but they have indicated they, they have drilled up newer holes that also have visible gold, so we're going to stand by in that. It could be, uh, could be very exciting. The, the other company, uh, and perhaps a much uh, safer bet because it's uh, more advanced, is Wallbridge. I've mentioned it before. And they had a very significant announcement out on Feb 21st, and I apologize that I hadn't really read it as carefully as I should have back then, and that's because I was at the Kirkland Lake board meetings at the time and really didn't focus on it enough. But I would encourage people to look at that Feb 21st announcement and take a look at the uh, the drawings that they have there. And it was interesting. I might have described the ore body initially as 100 meter by 100 meter, and uh, then they... Uh, they drilled down to 400 meters and out 400 meters. And now you got something that looks like it could be 400 meters by 400 meters. And simple math is this. 400 meters by 400 meters is 16 times bigger than 100 by 100. So that's how dramatically things can change. And if, for example, they were to push out beyond 400 meters or deeper than 400 meters, well, then, you know, it it can uh, change quite markedly again. So, for example, if it was 600 by 600, it'd be 36 times bigger than 100 by 100. So th- things are changing. They've, they've encountered some very high-grade gold. Uh, the latest intersection down at 400 meters, they actually had a section that was 200 meters thick that ran low-grade gold. And, you know, 200 meters, that's a pretty long intersection of low-grade gold. They had high-grade in it, by the way. But just the fact that it could get endowed over over 200 meters is rather striking. So I, I've, of course, been a big investor in it. I will own, hopefully, over around 25% of it. Uh, I'm not suggesting that people do it. I'm suggesting they do their due diligence, look at it. If you're a sort of a, a, a seasoned man or sort of not totally amateur investor, look at the press releases and see what you think. And just imagine that... Uh, this thing could get big in a hurry because that's one of the beauties of the drilling. You know, if you're down 400 and you go to 600, you're 50, you got 50% more. Or if you're, you got 400 meters of strike and you go to 600, you got 50, theoretically 50% more. Or so those are uh, the things that I'm looking at in Walbridge, a nice high grade ore body. So I'm, um, I'm quite pleased with uh, what's happened there. Always full of good ideas, Eric, and I know a lot of folks uh, listen each week just because they want to hear some of your thoughts on some of those companies. So thank you for keeping us up to date. Before before we begin to wrap up, I do want to point out uh, tax season is still out there, uh, unfortunately, uh, especially for us here in America. And uh, we've gotten about another six weeks to get everything put together. Of course, uh, it's always a good idea to fund an IRA if you get a tax break for that. And it is possible to own physical gold and silver in an IRA. You can open a self-directed IRA with Sprott money and buy physical gold and silver before the April 15th filing deadline. You put a couple thousand dollars in an IRA, that'll get you an ounce of gold and about 50 ounces of silver. That's a pretty good deal. So Sprott money is associated with a company called New Direction Trust to make this happen. Uh, give us a call, and, and we'll help you through the process, 888-861-0775. You can open an account, and you can fund it, and you can buy yourself some physical metal in your IRA. Eric, uh, it has been an interesting week, an interesting couple of weeks, but now we're going to head off toward the FOMC meeting in about 10 days. Uh, I have a sneaky feeling that uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the, in the, in the weeks ahead. You know, I was going to say, well, we're getting close to thirteen hundred. Back to thirteen hundred in gold. We're about, as I'm looking at it right now, dollar twenty away. So, you know, we could be uh, back swinging again. So it should be a lot of fun 
look forward to next week. Should be a lot of fun. You're absolutely right. Well, I will give you the rest of the week off, my friend, and uh, we'll just look forward to talking again next Friday. So from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>